Hey, everybody, welcome back. We promised you a second edition of the ET discussion because there's just so much. There's probably more than just two episodes, but we want to keep going. It's uh, fascinating stuff, and we have a few more topics relative to the ETs that we want to cover. So thank you again for spending your hour, your next hour with us or so. Uh, just for fun, we hid a few little ETs around the set. See if you can find them. And I just realized there's another one off of uh, Samantha's shoulder. Don't give anybody a clue. It's very subtle. If you can find them, write <laughs> it's in the comments. not an ET, but it might be a ship. You're like, freaking me out, dude. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look, look, look all the way. The musical instrument. Right above, yeah. My hand pan. That way. <laughs> That's right. I'm looking over there. So there is a hand pan over there that kind of looks like an ET ship, but we... Yeah. we we hit a few ETs around too. So yep. if you find them, comment in the comment section along with whatever topics you want to hear us talk about next. But last time I did promise a funny story about our ET, the Zeta, that is uh, our friend now. I, I mean, I've talked to him so much, I really feel like he's my friend. Yeah. Does he have it's a first name? Or is he just My Zeta? Just he said to call him My Zeta. Mm -hmm. okay. And that he'll know who's, who we're calling him. There, there's a whole parody, song parody, like My Sharona, My Zeta. <laughs> yeah. And I just got to figure it out. So when we were out in Eureka Springs for vacation one time, we, we came across this, uh, I don't know, this store that had a ton of those, you know, like metal chickens, those yard ornament type <laughs> things. Well, they had a Zeta. It was about this tall. They had a Zeta. And we were driving by, and I was like, we have got to get that and bring it home. Yep. So we stopped, and we picked up the Zeta. We brought it home, and it's out here. This treehouse is oh, over our dude. garage. So there's some stairs that lead up. And in the corner of the stairs there, we have a little Zeta guy. And he greets everyone on their way up to the yeah. treehouse. And so at one point when we were talking to the Zeta, I asked him, I said, um, you know, we have that little Zeta statue of you out on our stairs. He's like, yeah. I said, do you guys at your house have like little human statues? <laughs> and he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another time that I asked him, I said. Um, that was a weird question. You know, I never mm -hmm. see, I never see uh, you guys. How come I don't see you guys? He goes. Do you ever look up when you're outside? Do you look up? I'm like, well, you kind of got a point. I don't really look up as much as I should, I guess. <laughs> anyway, he's a, he's a trip. Yep. He's fun. Um, but anyway, we wanted to talk about more about the higher level kind of ET beings and, and what do we mean by starseed and how does that relate to ETs and all of that. And, and what do you mean by higher level ETs? Well, like I mentioned last time, there okay. are different dimensions. And our Zeta, he mm -hmm. is in a physical form for us. Okay. Well, I mean, we haven't seen him that way, but he is. He exists that way in a ship, and that's fifth dimensional. He's fifth dimensional. Okay. Yep, still takes so physical form. once we get into roughly seventh dimensional and above, they're mostly energetic beings. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Now, what's interesting is in, you know, I told you I'm doing this book, so I've talked to all of them, and I've asked all these questions because it's fascinating to me. But um, I was like, well, if we're talking to a 10th dimensional Lyran, for example, who are lion-headed beings that look human but have a lion-type head, uh, how, how is it that all of us in the world know what a Lyran looks like? Like, how would we know that if you don't take physical form? Mm -hmm. And they explain that when they came into being, they created an energetic, they called it a, what do they call that, a resonance? Mm -hmm. There's an energetic yeah. resonance um, that 
we are tapping into. So it's kind of like a mirage type of thing. And so they created that so that our human brain has a frame of reference for what they look we can, like. We can take that vibration, then overlay the image of what we're perceiving on top of it. And so that that frequency or that vibration is going to look the same for everybody in the with that is that any what's similar to when um you know we're, we're casting out for mediumship and you feel the energy of the person come in and they're in energetic form and you're asking them to fill in the blank so you can see them physically is it any similarity mm, i wonder i, I bet I, that i, I, I mean it's still an energetic frequency right i you know, may not be as sophisticated or whatever, for but my, yeah, for myself, I don't know. I mean, because I mean, when I, when I, and it's, it's not frequent that I get a full on image of someone mm-hmm. that's transitioned. Um, they'll give me bits and pieces, like putting a puzzle together and I'll get the, I'll get maybe a left eye or a, you know, right shoulder or whatever. And so I have to kind of fill in a pieces from there and it's usually spot on. It's just, I don't think it's the same way. This is. It felt different. Yeah. It's it's a little bit different because like I can go into meditation and ask to connect with the Lyrans and I'll tap into the vibration first. It'll settle in Mm -hmm. and then I'll get, it is, um, that's why I like to say overlay. It's like this full on picture begins to develop. It's not just here's the little pieces. Right. It's a, it's like somebody just took a, like a, a picture, a snapshot of them and brought it down into my vision field. Okay. That's different. And so then it resonates right there. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting. Um, but the 12, we wanted to clear up the difference between a hybridized being and, uh, one of the 12 original starseed mm-hmm. yep. clusters. So for the purposes of the book, the original 12 that started our galaxy that created our galaxy i can't go by memory so i wrote them down but we have arcturian andromedan and agarthan the draconian hadarian which are from beta centauri they're not so mm-hmm. pop famous i guess You're right the lyrans the martians orion pleiadian polarian syrian and venusian those are the 12 that originally created our galaxy the 12 source clusters. Now, anything outside of those 12 is gonna be a hybrid. So at the point that all of that came into existence, it was nothing but energy. Right. And they were energetically creating their solar system or their planetary system or their, like Mars, their planet, wherever they were gonna um, Colonize. habitate. Yeah. I was about to say hang out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, it's exactly But they right. were still just energy, and so those 12 started to hybridize or mingle their energies in an energetic fashion and create other beings, which were still energetic at that point, mm-hmm. and then so on and so on, and some, yeah. they continued this hybridization process. But the whole point of the galaxy and the hybridization to begin with was to create the human. The human was the goal of our galaxy. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are imbued with 12 strands of DNA, one for each of those 12 clusters. But when we incarnate as part of our soul contract, when we write all of the little details of our contract, we uh, agree to kind of align with two of the clusters more than the others. Even though we have all 12, we have two strands of DNA. Mm -hmm. One is your primary galactic alignment, which means the one that you're currently working with. For in in my case, it's a Lyran. I work with the Lyrans. And then the other strand of your DNA is your original source cluster, 
which again doesn't mean that's where your soul originated. It just means that that's another strand that you decided to to pick and you have characteristics of it, but the primary alignment is the one you're primarily working with at that time in your life. So my other one is Pleiadian. Mm -hmm. And Will's, yours, for example, is Syrian primary Mm -hmm. and Pleiadian uh, original source cluster. Did did we ever channel yours? Yeah, it's, I know Pleiadian is the primary. Um, The secondary, um, my understanding is Syrian. Yeah, cool. So you two are backwards of each other. That's interesting, cool. interesting. You know, and I, I, I guess maybe to touch on it and and bring it up, and it's, <clears throat> I think there might be some confusion in that too. Is and and this whole aspect, and and just from what I've learned from the channelings that, you know, we've taken place, since I don't remember much, and Allison has kind of allowed me behind the scenes of what has been channeled. So as far as obviously for the book, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talk about our soul and where our soul comes from and, and the source and, and all of this stuff. But apparently there's there is it's not to say that it's confusing, but there's a lot of depth to this understanding of of um, source and where source and the source of source and, and the source of source of Which source. Which I don't want to get into no, in this. Episode. But, but I guess yeah. that would be something to just maybe just touch the, the, the wave top on that. So, you know, there is some some context because you did bring up soul and I want to make sure people aren't, you know, getting confused here. I want to make sure they, you know, have some, some context behind it. I know it might be a little bit of a struggle, but I just, I know I'm trying to, I'm going, how do you simplify this? So apparently there are multi levels to source Mm -hmm. because source essentially is a node in this big, uh, quantum field. Yes. And so there is a source for earth which is what we might equate to heaven or where we go when we transition. Mm -hmm. So any human incarnation, when you transition, you go to that source point. And that is the source point for Earth. Earth itself. But then we have the 12 source clusters. They are source themselves. They're also source nodes. Mm -hmm. And there's a source above them Mm -hmm. that basically when this galaxy was going to be created, there was a call that went out, hey, I need some energies that want to help me create this galaxy essentially. And so they called in 12 source clusters, 12 starseed clusters. Now they tell me that they could have called in six, they could have called in 36, but with 12 and with the numbers of hybridization available to them with, uh, what do they call that in math? Um, How many things you can create out of 12, right? Exponential. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was a perfect number for this galaxy to make it not too big and not too small. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of touching on. I, th- I think that's, I think that's perfect. I just wanted to make sure that people had a right. But then we have lots it. of other ET friends and you guys probably have been in connection with some of them, blue avians and mantis beings and the Zeta that we talked about and reptilians. And what are some other, other ones? Those were, would be considered hybridized mm-hmm. okay. because they're not yep. the 12, but dolphins they, aren't a part of that, are they? People say something about dolphins and whales, and I know that gets thrown in, or maybe it's a part of Well, they did embracing. come from, they have come from other star systems, like mm-hmm. the Orions. Okay. But you um, wouldn't refer to them as being... Not a hybridized being. Okay. No, not, no. not in the same way. Okay. Not in the Mermaids, same way. I think, are part of that. They're, I, I think we that was some of the information that may have come through. A hybridized being, yeah, yeah. 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 They were created by a combination of a couple. Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, now that you have a foundation of kind of what the 12 original starseed clusters are, and that's when we say 
I know I'm a star seed. Why do you know you're a star seed? Because I have an alignment with these 12, one of these 12 mm -hmm. or some of these 12. Yep. But really, in essence, we're all star seed. Every human is because every human has the 12 strands of DNA. Mm -hmm. um, and this galaxy. And we're not going to go into that. <laughs> well, we? I was just going to ask, how, you know, how deep do you want to go into any of the activation of DNA or what's the purpose of the DNA? And, you know, can more of it be activated or will it all be activated? That kind of thing. Yeah, good point. So... At the point of our ascension, mm -hmm. when this wave of energy comes across the planet and we ascend from three and four up into 5D, five dimension, and we, we probably need a whole episode for that, but mm -hmm. anyway, Earth is evolving, humanity is evolving. And when we evolve at that point, all 12 strands are gonna be lit up so that we have an awareness of who we are and what we are and how we're connected to everything. They won't stay active. It'll, it'll just be a split second that they'll kind of all turn on and then taper back again because we can't have all 12 fully activated while we're in the human body or we would kind of explode. We, there's no need to be in a physical body insane. if all 12 <laughs> are activated because then you're kind of at that source point anyway. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, well, as we evolve, more strands will be available to us in greater degrees, not fully, but in greater degrees so that you can connect with those 12, any of the 12, and bring in their gifts, uh, the information, connect with them in any way you want. That's going to be really fascinating. Mm -hmm. It is going to mm -hmm. be fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit more about um, disclosure and what that looks like. Hmm. That's a kind of a deep subject. Um, <laughs> we touched on it in the first <laughs> yeah, one. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you know, we, we can look back at some of, and, you know, some of the aspects of what has taken place already in our past. Um, of, of small bits of disclosure. Um, uh, some of you might be familiar with Valiant Thor, uh, and I oh, believe... Oh, yeah, that's a good story. Yeah, Valiant... If you don't know Valiant Thor, yeah. you need to Google search that. And, and go, Do down that, that go down that rabbit hole. You had um, told me about that, and what was interesting is my son was like, you have to watch American Horror Story. I don't know mm, if you guys had heard no. about this. I've heard it. But, I haven't watched um, it. So not this most recent one, the year before... Um, they did a whole thing on Valiant Thor about, um, well, yeah, I mean, it was, it started off with um, Eisenhower mm -hmm. and how he meets, you know, makes this deal yes. with the aliens and, you know, and how they're working on this hybridization project and yep. all this kind of stuff going on. And it, you know, so it, it goes from like Eisenhower to Nixon. Um, it was, okay, so it was a fascinating way to portray it, you know, and there's, I think that there's, essence but of were they, kind of truth. It was supposed to be fiction? Yeah. Supposedly fiction. Yeah, oh, but, yeah. but it is yeah. pretty much right on. And the people they have playing the characters are even talking, you know, like playing Eisenhower. It's so Eisenhower-ish. Like yeah. you just kind of buy into the whole thing. But it was really super fascinating. I thought it was just an interesting representation and the fact oh they were gosh. willing to take it on. That's it must awesome. have been a story that really fascinated them. So mm. it, it is based off of Valiant Thor. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. So Valiant Thor basically was a Venusian, mm -hmm. and he came into a human body, literally landed, I think, on the Pentagon lawn or something. Or the White House lawn, yeah. And stayed for three years working in a human body uh, with the government and mm -hmm. trying to help. And look where it got us, because mm -hmm. I was in what, the, was that in the 60s, maybe? 70s? I don't remember. 50s, 60s, 70s, somewhere in that Forgive time frame. Forgive our lack of history, sorry. <clears throat> but... Uh, like we said, who was it? Were you mentioning it last time in the last episode about 
our governments don't want. Yeah, that's what they yeah. told you. Yeah, disclosure. Yeah, yeah that yeah. they they want to they want to maintain control about you yeah. know how these things are how all of this is occurring how this is going to come out right. And, but it's it's interesting though. I mean, you you know, some people say, well, disclosure is not happening or it won't happen. If you broaden that spectrum or you open your field of view up a little bit, I mean. You look at some of the movies that come, have come out over the ages. Yes, they might portray aliens as kind of a negative, you know, aspect, or they're here to, you know, take snatch our bodies up, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. <clears throat> but in reality, it in itself is a kind of a peer behind the curtain, right? They're, it is. It's showing us that. Yeah. Where does where from a psychics or a, or a you know an energetic workers perspective is it imagination or are we actually getting that information from where's it coming from where's it coming from the writers of star trek where are they getting where that is stuff, that right? coming from right yeah because so much of that is now real yeah. and exists right. and exactly. yeah so one would have so to say maybe these it's being artists tapped are in and yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so what reality point what what point in that multi-dimensional space of interstellar are they opening that little doorway and peering in and going oh That'll be an interesting episode. So I totally can't remember the Einstein quote, but I remember him referencing, you know, how there, there's nothing new thought up. It's just recycled. Yeah. 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 I, I, it, yeah. Uh, I thought, wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and what is it? Bashar calls us the masters of limitation. Have you heard that? Like there's, no. A, the, no. there's actually a book um, that um, was channeled via um, Daralanka with Bashar called the masters of limitation because mm. the only way we can exist in these bodies True, right. is to yeah. cut off all of that knowledge yeah. so that we can have the wonderful you know sense of surprise and what will happen next and right. so just know you asked for it when you came here that you wanted that surprise and that excitement and not knowing everything right. kind of like the dna strands you right. can't have it all turned on or what's the point of this correct right. exactly what's yeah. the point exactly. of this existence yeah. so as far as disclosure how how would you framework disclosure what would be the ultimate purpose of disclosure? Yeah, good question. Well, I, you know, from the ET perspective, from my understanding and hearing them speak about it, it's that humanity was the purpose of the galaxy, and they want us to realize our the significance of humans mm-hmm. in the galaxy, our role within the galaxy, how they are our brethren, and how we're all connected. I mean, they're our ancestors, mm-hmm. and they want us to know that. It's been hidden for too long. Uh, it's time. They said that we were always, humanity was always destined to awaken into that. Um, but their time frame for us doing that organically was, they said, in the 3000s. And here we are in 2023. Mm-hmm. So we have evolved such that they can then amplify. They have to bring in energy to amplify our awakening so Which that it's all balanced that. in harmony. That's the solar, the solar through the sun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Trying to bring Um, it all around to make sense. (laughs) Yeah. Good. And then, um, it, it, so yeah, when we evolve, then they bring an energy and then we evolve some more and they bring an energy and they keep it balanced so that we're, we're speeding up our own awakening. Mm -hmm. And so disclosures are just a natural part of that Mm -hmm. because that's what awakening is, is awakening into the reality, the real reality of who we are how we're all connected. So, well, I had a question then. What was the purpose of us 
not having that reality, uh, not having that awareness. What what's the purpose for this three to have this three D experience? You mean? Yeah, I mean. So the three D experience is always going to be available. So the current planet and all of the people on the planet are evolving, but the three D planet's not going anywhere. There will still be people incarnating on Earth. Well, meaning why for the polarity? Why were we? Why why did they originally shut us off from that awareness? Let me. Why why have we had? 2000 plus years of not knowing well it's been millions of years okay oh yeah okay yeah (laughs) Yeah. again there's that whole (laughs) yeah there's so many layers all in that yeah yeah millions of years um but i i because i well i I think for the reason that you mentioned because this is a unique planet yeah where you have physicality and you have certain experiences that you cannot have anywhere else Mm -hmm. so if you know you, you already came from that so why would you come and play in this game knowing where you came from. So the point of this game is to have that veil. Mm-hmm. I just thought there was something about that our souls had to evolve too. They mm-hmm. had to, there was like, you can't hand over the keys to the kingdom to an immature soul <laughs> or mm-hmm. it could be disastrous. So there's a point at which we had to grow and, you know, kind of temper and, you know, yeah. mature. The only thing I would disagree with is that we have to, we don't have to do anything. Oh, we volunteer true. to come yes. down here, right? Yeah. So, yes, there's a lot of soul growth, which is why we do it over and over and incarnate over and over. Mm-hmm. And I think they told me I had over 2,500 lives or yeah. something. So I yeah. guess I was a slow learner. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but I mean, you know, and, and, you know, you talk about that. It's, it's, you know, the soul's growth. And over time, you know, we, we speak of millions of years in this time frame and of, 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 of humanity. How much of that, how much of that existence was you know, intermingled with ETs. How many, how a lot of it, right. Is, how, yeah. and, and, and that, and that extent of, you know, we, I think for some, you know, we look at, you know, I've, I could go down so many different tangents. With this, <laughs> I know. Right? I know. I'm That's going, why we needed a second episode. Yeah, where are you so, going with that? You know, I, I'm I'll thinking just, Graham I'll, Hancock. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. You, you look at some of the, the mega structures that are built. Mm-hmm. You're going to make me give away everything in the book. No, I, I, I wanted you to touch on the surface of that. I'm not doing this to tease the book because it is interesting topics. This is the thing. There's so much in the book that we are not aware of. Right. This incredible information that I have not heard anywhere. Mm-hmm. And again, this Very is not cool. from an ego space at all. But my understanding is I tapped into that for a reason. That was part of my contract. Mm-hmm. And so it's time, they said, for all of this information to come out. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, I don't want to give too much away that's in the book but there there is a new understanding in the book about the pyramids and all of that and what their purpose is and it's not what we think it is oh i love that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> that's enough just to teach well, that <laughs> and, and then to move away from that then you know and I'll, I'll i'll try to reframe my my questioning to stay out of the book because it's <laughs> because that's i you know it's, it's, it's cooked in there in that, yeah my, my it's cooked in there all right. Because so he this, doesn't know what I've channeled <clears throat> either. Because no, and he won't read the book either. No, but I, that's why I ask the questions. No, I'll uh, this one. I think I'll actually <laughs> thank sit down God read. for okay. good friends who help me and edit <laughs> and read my books and stuff. Because all right, so this whole this whole aspect, I think, and I going back to your question, you know, about um, you know the souls the souls journey the souls growth and all that and 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 you know this point of ascension that we're we're achieving. Well, if we've been intermingled with ETs all this time, why does, even though it's been the third dimension, why does it feel as if, say, 
from early 2000s or maybe late 90s that it was a much denser 3D experience. You know what I mean? So now it more feels challenging. As more challenging. Like the veil was very dense. Now. Well, it's part of our overall awakening. They said, and again, this is interesting because I just literally this weekend wrote this Orion <laughs> chapter. Another, another chapter book. three. Yeah. The Orion chapter. And they like laid a bunch of stuff out on the table. Uh, they said that in the past 50 years or so, a little more than 50. They said 50, but it's probably closer to 70 when you consider in the 60s mm-hmm. with the free love and yep. all of that stuff that we have sped up our evolution. Oh. We've just sped up our evolution way faster than the problem with the 60s was that they weren't ready for it. The, the, the consciousness. The beings that are outside of oh. our planet that have mm-hmm. to moderate the energy of the planet for us to exist on that has to be in balance with the evolution of the of humans so as humans were turning on and turning on and evolving quickly the amplitude of the information coming in from the sun wasn't enough to balance it and it was getting off balanced uh, okay. so even though it seemed like a good thing that was happening they had to kind of squash it okay. or we were going to be reset okay now am i giving anything away by saying this just go nope but um is the 60s when they were like, maybe we need to scrap this and start over again yeah, because we were moving too fast. Mm-hmm. So they thought the 12 races thought we were, well, 11 of the 12 races thought we were moving too fast at that time that it was going to be out of balance. It wasn't that we were doing wrong. It's that. They, and it's not a decision that they make. It's mm-hmm. an energetic ah, okay. Process. Period. It's just energy. And if the energy is not balanced, then the planet itself, the consciousness of the planet knows mm-hmm. that it's time to reset Mm-hmm. And start over. And so, yeah, there was a time when there was one we were in jeopardy. Stepped in. The Syrians. Yeah, to kind of go, oh, no, let's balance this out a little bit. They're, they're, it's going to be fine. Yeah, well, they apparently held an intervention. Okay. They went, the Syrians wanted to save humanity and didn't want us to uh, end up being reset and starting over again. Okay. Drunvalo Mikhilzadek, by the way, if you wanted to know more about that, Drunvalo Mikhilzadek. <laughs> Um, That's a mouthful. Wrote all about that. He's the one that yeah. He's the one that talked about that and talked ah. about how the Syrians went to bat for us and there was a energetic proposition brought up to a council, and they all decided that humanity was worth saving. So they did some sort of crazy intervention and it worked. And so we're still here. Okay. But that's a whole other thing. I don't want to get. I don't know that I'm going to put that part in the book because it's just so much. And there's already Dense. so much in the book. The mm-hmm. book is huge already. And we're only, what, three chapters in? I'm three in, and it's yeah. big. You Dense. can have a volume one, volume two, volume three. <laughs> okay, so since we're talking about all this, where does the Galactic Federation come in? And are there other, is, is there other names for the Galactic Federation? Um, it's still the Galactic Federation, but maybe people are referring to it differently. Or are there other collections that are in opposition to or working alongside Galactic Federation. Do you know anything about that? Or again, is that from the book? Mm, I don't, I don't get into yeah, that in the book at all. I, don't think okay. I would just say there are tons of groups and councils and collectives mm-hmm. okay. made up of a variety of different beings, and it depends on the channel and who they're tapping into. I couldn't speak to the Galactic Federation. I mean, I know that they're out there. I know that people channel this Galactic mm-hmm. Federation. There's Galactic Federation of Light and Galactic, all these different federations. Federation of Light that blossomed. Mm-hmm. I mean, tons of them. I don't know if they're all the same. I have no idea, but I doubt they're all the same. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know the, because I don't, we don't tap into You guys into haven't them. channeled and uh, nobody's ever asked uh, about that. Uh, what, what was the, uh, there was one What's that the I. What's the being that begins with an A? What's in the, uh, Ashtar. 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 Oh yeah. No, there was one that I That's thought. That's what I was talking about. Oh, Ashtar. Yeah. yeah Ashtar command. Um, but there was one that I was, that I woke up. And I was, it wasn't that a galactic federation of crystalline something, mm-hmm. crystalline beings? Crystalline light or? Yeah. Oh, something well, no, like that. That would make sense. That everyone yeah. have their own association. Yeah. It's, and that one literally <laughs> like, came to me at like four o'clock in the morning and I, it just was like loading. It was like a computer pro- program loading. I finally had to get up, go in the bathroom, sit on the toilet and talk text this information. It just started spewing. Blah, you know. It was fascinating. Yeah. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Yeah. That was, wow. Yeah. That was interesting. And I, I, I think we call upon them one other time for some information, mm-hmm. but yeah. they haven't come back but to me like so that. But there's just so many, kind of, there's yeah. so many groups and they like to work together and collaborate and help humans and humanity. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's I, not just the Galactic Federation <clears throat> as an umbrella and that's all it is. And okay. Mm-hmm. No, there's Well, because a lot groupings. of people hear these things and... You know, and and not naming names, we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier how there's some people out there that are kind of poo-pooing some of the mm-hmm. people's connections, mm-hmm. and it's like, dude, why? <laughs> you know, yeah. why are you going to mm-hmm. diss someone else? You know, because everyone's perception is is their reality, their truth, That's and if right. it resonates with people, That's right. it resonates. But again, this is know? why discernment's so important. We exactly. did a short. Yeah. Um, these are not in order, so look for our short discussion on discernment because discernment is hugely important at this time in history because there is a lot of false information out there Mm -hmm. for a variety of reasons to mislead distract put fear in control yes exactly just to name a few you know i'll be i'm sure there will be some that will listen to beginning of part one or maybe the beginning of this and you know, it'll it it just will not resonate, and that's fine. I mean, that's discernment. That that's is what, what we're we talking want. about. We yeah. want if you it, to vibrationally. Right. You're not at that level, or it just it's not, it's not it, important. You. Yeah, for you to have right. that awareness right, right now it doesn't mean that there's not. So that's why I'm like, you know, even though I haven't experienced some things, you know, I hold the space that there's anything is possible. Mm-hmm. I don't get cynical about it because right. who am I to say? Because I keep having new experiences, right. and you're just like, well damned if that didn't just happen and then you're just going okay so now i'm buying into this concept you know it's another reality you can't refute yeah Yeah. so it's more the more that you expose yourself and and use that discernment but the more that you allow for the potential of everything to exist yep then the more that you you follow this breadcrumb your own personal breadcrumb that could be totally different than your best friends or your mentors or whoever you find your own way because that's the construct you need to put these pieces together to do whatever mm-hmm. it is you're supposed to be here doing. Yep. And it's the ultimate yep. paradox, no really it, yeah. the ultimate paradox that all of these things can be true at the mm-hmm. same time, because we are creating our own reality Yes, and that's literal. <laughs> it's like <amen>. So <laughs> if you came in here to experience this contrast between good and evil, then you might be of the belief that there are lots of ETs out there that are fighting over control of earth because that narrative is out there sure. and that yeah. they're going to take over earth and there's people controlling our minds and AI and all of this sort of stuff. And that could be perfectly legit and accurate for you it's not my perspective at all based on my experiences but it could be for you because that's what you signed up to experience in this go round right well yeah, that's because right. that's going to help your soul's growth yeah for, for whatever, whatever reason right, yeah right. but to me that does feel 
lower base energy. Yeah. You know, but that's where you are in your experience. Right. And who's to say that you're not in a, at a higher level that you, you know, a vibration and then you decide there's an area that I'm missing here. I'm mm-hmm. going to go back and experience. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't write the rules. So, yeah. you know, there's a possibility yeah. that you, you know, that it's not right. just everything's just going up, up, up. So Cause my experience is nothing but love. I mean, when I've channeled the 12, particularly the Hadarians were so overwhelmingly loving. All of them were loving and all of them stressed how important humanity is, how important humans mm-hmm. are, how they're all working. You know, of course there are a few factions there are, and they've said that that aren't working in humanity's best interest, but the majority of them are because this galaxy was created for us. Well, and look at it this way too, because you said your experience is nothing but love. So think about all the animal kingdoms mm-hmm. that you guys have interviewed and that's been nothing but love. Right. And yet, right. You know, the wasp will sting you if he has to, you know, like for their own, you know, you know, they're trying to protect themselves. It's not like they're trying to attack you, you know, and so there's all kinds of levels of experience, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that it's not based in love. It's just correct. And that is fascinating. You know, the, the meme where there's an elephant and there are like five blind people surrounding the elephant and they're all holding on to a different body part. And none of them know it's an elephant because I've got the tail. What is that? I think it's whatever. I've got the trunk. So in other words, you don't know what you don't know, right? (laughs) And it it depends on your perspective. Are you at the rear of the elephant? Are you at the front of the elephant? It depends on your perspective. Mm -hmm. So like you said, I can look at the wasp and go, what a jerk. You know, this wasp, I hate wasps. They hate humans. They're stinging us. Or you can rise up to a different level and see it from a different perspective. So there's always different perspectives. You can look at it at different angles and that's mm-hmm. all humanity is doing. Every single human is understanding this construct from their own unique perspective. Yeah. And so you cannot say that anybody's wrong or anybody's right. Everything is perfect for them. Which is the beauty of this place. It is. It is I mean, yes. that is when you look at it like that, structurally speaking, yeah. it makes it pretty damn fascinating. To have a, a one construct yeah. <laughs> that is perfect for everybody. Yeah. That everybody can get what they need. Yeah. Right? That, yeah, that's crazy. It is amazing. So we covered that. Let's see. What else did we want to cover? Um, so did we want to say um, a little bit more about... Um, okay, so we talked about the 12 um, briefly. Are there any that are closer to us or further... like? Actually, Does that even yeah. make a difference that they're closer to us rather than other? Well, we are made up of all, but some based on what the needs are of the planet, there are some where they aren't one of the two strands. So, for example, the Agarthans, which are the inner earth beings, mm-hmm. and they're not just inner earth, they're inner every celestial body in our galaxy. I find that fascinating. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there aren't any humans on the planet at this time that have the Agarthans as one of their two strands because it's not necessary. So whatever, I don't know, skills and abilities and energy, whatever energy frequency is needed on the planet at any given time, people will incarnate with those two strands so that that's why right now you'll find tons of uh, Arcturians, quite a few Andromedans, a lot of Lyrans, Pleiadians are big time, Syrians, Mm -hmm. but you don't see very many Venusians. Polarians are almost unheard of. Martians too. Uh, And the Martians told us that the reason that they don't need to be one of our strands right now is because they are the closest of the 12 to humanity. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that actually kind of raised us, raised their original humans. And we were supposed to be raised on Mars. Oh, were we? Mm -hmm. And then that planet went. Well, then the Galactic Wars. 
See, there were there were wars. There were, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and we touch on that in the in the book. Yep. Okay. We don't no, go. So in we're, de- not gonna, we're not going to talk about. We don't it go either. in depth like. They told us from the get go they didn't want that to be the focus of the book. They wanted love to be the focus. Well, of the and book. that's history, depending on how you look at timelines in the present and now and all that kind right. of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it was a thing that happened, mm-hmm. and they explain why and how it happens. Uh, but they didn't want that to be the primary focus. There's a lot of people out there. You can find channelers and YouTube videos about galactic wars and all of that stuff. And use your discernment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, because some make great stories. Um, yeah. So Martians are, uh, well, all 12 of these are all in the non-physical form. They're all in energy form, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so Martians, are they existing on Mars? Are they existing within Mars? There are still some in the center of Mars. When Mars became uninhabitable, Mm-hmm. Because the galactic wars caused a shift in the axis mm-hmm. points where Earth was not a, Earth was not habitable, but it became habitable, okay. and Mars became uninhabitable. So some of the Martians, if I recall correctly, went inside Mars. Some went to other places. Some came to Earth. Okay, so they're kind of spread out now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and are 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 there a lot of these that are kind of sp- spread out now, or yeah. some yeah. that are just totally staying in their one space it's weird to think their energy and they can, like, they can be wherever they darn well please they, they will tell you but, they're everywhere all at once what's that movie called everywhere everything everywhere all at once yeah, that's what everything they say. everywhere all at once they yeah. experience everything everywhere all at once that's a good movie if you haven't watched it you might need to watch yeah, it more I than once yeah it's it's a mind <clears throat> twist oh is it oh yeah Ooh, but yeah. for example the andromedans when all of the hybridization started to happen mm-hmm. and they saw it getting skewed and that the humans were no longer the focus because it was getting out of control they were like, we don't want anything to do with that. So they spun off into their own galaxy and created the Andromedan galaxy. So they're a sister galaxy to the Milky Way mm-hmm. within our universe. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so. You know, I, I hope that as you're creating this book that you're also like <clears throat> see figure three, 3-11 <laughs> and that you have some kind of, you know. Reference documents. Yeah. yeah some, some. I don't think I have any pictures, but I had to draw a picture when they were talking about source over source over source and the galaxy and the universe and the bubbles and all of this sort of stuff. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah you're going to, I think it needs to be illustrated. A, a, a few, field, illustrated a, a, field guide. Right, there yes. you go. Illustrated field guide to ETs. <laughs> you know, my favorite, um, my favorite book, my favorite, and I love how they did the movie was um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, right, right. That is... I never did read that one. Oh, my God. My all-time favorite, just because, you know, they're talking about how they construct worlds, and they're just like, mm-hmm. you need to get out of the way. We need to set these things up, or we're putting, you know, whatever through Earth, so Earth has to go bye-bye. You wow. know, and it's maybe just, I should read that now. It is, it, you know, it's just like tongue-in-cheek take on things, but then there's some elements of... Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You right. know? Yeah. Right. Where love, did that information come from? Yeah, I love yeah. it. Just the thought of it, you know, just that that came into someone's mind to create that. You know, it's very, it's it's very so interesting. interesting to me. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. That my dad was so into sci fi and he watched all those movies and read sci fi books out the wazoo and I could just never get into them at all. I couldn't get into <laughs> that. Now, I was interested in mysteries like the Loch Ness and. Atlantis and the Bermuda Triangle and all of that and and, uh, Sasquatch fascinated by all of that so I guess that's why Mm -hmm. but it's interesting to me that I didn't want to read science fiction and perhaps it's because I knew that it was on some level made up even though it's probably inspired yeah well Star Trek I mean that oh you're saying he he was into Star Trek you were not I was not into any of that stuff yeah yeah I mean I mean even Interestingly, to me, it just en- seemed far-fetched. Interestingly enough, 
I'm, I was a very big, you know, ancient aliens fan. I still love ancient aliens. And my husband cracks up at that. He's like, well, ancient alien theorists say right. what we're having for dinner. That's you right, know? right. <laughs> exactly. He uses yeah. it for the guy that narrates. Well, the, I, I, well I'll get to that. they're never going to say no. Right. So <laughs> when this all started unfolding, I mean, for years I would watch it. She's like, what are you watching? That is just, I can't, yeah. you know, yeah. ugh. Yeah. Because I wanted the real stuff. Right. I and then the Zeta came around through the channeling. Uh-huh. And then, the you know, the whole contact with AT started coming around. And then ancient aliens all of a sudden became really revel- relevant, yeah. right? It all became purposeful. But those poor it, guys you, who study all that and just get, you know, yeah, poo pooed and yeah, yeah. You just got to get the good well, opinion of people out of your mind pretty soon. <laughs> well, I, we'll I be was, vindicated. I, yeah. I, I was telling Allison about the guy that, that narrates that. He also narrates another show. The one with the crazy hair. Uh, well, no, 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 the, yeah. the, the, no, that narrator guy. The, oh. the voiceover guy that, that oh, okay. kind of right, leads in and all that stuff. Was this really an ancient burial cave? Right, right. He, the, everything is always a question. Really I told Allison, I said, that's the guy, whenever I become famous, that's that's the guy I want to narrate my life. Everything's a question. <laughs> right? What's the Every, other show he does? Yeah. Uh, um, uh, uh, Island, Oak Island? Oak Island, yeah. The, oh, he does a couple of others. he is the same Same guy, guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't so, even realize yeah. He's got that. the most famous voice and nobody knows what he looks like. Exactly. Which by now, you think they would have found something on Oak Island. Right? Uh, <laughs> like, thank um, you. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> we digress. So, yeah, I talked back to him I'm, now. I'm 10 seasons in and they're yeah. still going, so... Um, well, okay, will they so find the money pit? Right. No, Going back to like, you know, and, and then you have people like Graham Hancock. And yes. I don't know if people have seen his most recent, um, uh, what was his um, ancient? Um, uh, apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I found that yes. absolutely yes. fascinating because this poor guy has totally been marginalized. Well, they're pulling and, his stuff off, you know what? So hopefully they're not going to pull this off for us mentioning it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I won't discuss him his name further yeah. but bleep, um, we'll have to bleep it out maybe yeah, yeah. I'll have to fuzz it out or something <laughs> um, but, but it's it's ridiculous that you know here's this person who who has like he has come up with some pretty hardcore truth yes. and he's even got it more like you know like backed it up even more with this latest these latest discoveries and it's not just like latest discovery he's been working on these yes. for a long time yeah, yeah. Um, and I had actually been at that location um in um, Poverty Point. Okay, yeah. In Louisiana. Yeah. And you walk around that place, and you're just sitting there going, "What? How yeah. took place? What are they? Because you know, there's this whole greater thing going yeah. on there. And then when you see all of these similarities between all these different sites, how do you sit there and just go, oh, "Well, it's just nothing," you know? And the fact that he, you know he gets that hardcore rejection mm-hmm. of just. You, you have know, got we're not to looking at this, we're looking at this way. Yeah. yeah. Well, but they just didn't completely denounce him, even in the face of what makes makes logical sense. But when you think about the famous scientists or whatever, I don't know if it was Einstein or whoever, but all of these people were denounced right. when they talked about theories of our solar system and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then they're vindicated hundreds of years later. So, I mean, it's just, it is what it is. We That's first, their mission. <laughs> first we ridicule, you know, and then we and then to we marginalize. Act, and then we act like we own it. And then I, I we act like stand, we knew yeah, it all. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. been around for thousands of years, right. millions right. of years. We knew about that. Oh, I don't understand okay. it. I don't get that. But. Yeah. Well, it's you the know, games. you always shoot the messenger. It's the stupid yeah. human games we play, right? You yep. know, we have to, that's how we learn things. It is. So, you know, it is. To take a, 
uh, you know, David Letterman phrase, the stupid human tricks. So mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that's dating me. Sorry. Uh, yeah. if for any of those, who I do David, miss the oldies. David, I do. David Letterman. Carson and yeah. Letterman and yeah. the old SNL. But that's another when times topic. were simpler. No, they yeah. were always pretty challenging. We just didn't, yeah. we just didn't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, this was quite the fun romp. Yeah, I, I think so. I think yes. we covered everything we wanted to in this episode. Yeah, and we we'll probably revisit it, so it again. It's so hard not to dive in deeper or go down mm -hmm. certain, you know, pathways. And well, the book should be out this summer. Yeah. Shooting for maybe June. Yeah. Yeah. That's but I mean, exciting. again, like Allison keeps saying, if there's a topic, like if we've covered something in this oh, yeah. in this episode that, that you want us to go further want, on, that you want to go further on, put it in the comments, reach out to us and uh, we'll see what we can come up with. Yep. In the meantime, like and subscribe and please share with friends that need to hear this information. Absolutely. Please. Thanks again for spending your time with us. We, we so greatly appreciate you all. Yep. Thanks. Thank Thanks, you. guys. Bye. Bye. -bye